For Emeka, Nigerian cuisine is the cultural bridge between two homes. As a self-trained chef, he runs the kitchen at Chukus, developing the menu praised by restaurant critic Grace Dent as a delicious, life-changing crash course in Nigerian tapas and recommended by Time Out as the best of Nigerian London. He's since written recipes for Sainsbury's and The Telegraph, contributed to three community-centric cookbooks, and in this Service Please Snack, Emeka talks you through the Chukus concept and gives you a crash course in Nigerian cuisine. Welcome to Chukus. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited to come, man, honestly. Really, really yeah, buzzing for today. It's been, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah, so the world's first Nigerian tapas restaurant. Um, yeah, founded by my sister and I. Um, really just wanted to bring Nigerian food, Nigerian culture, as you can see the art, the music and stuff like that, to, to the UK um, in the way that we kind of saw it, rich, beautiful, you know, colourful, flavoursome, um, and accessible. Mm. Um, you know, like, you know, my sister and I were students of our, of our heritage, of our culture, and it was super important to us. Bear in one second. Yeah, it was super important for us that we had Nigerian food presented in a way where our own diaspora, our own community are going to be really for it. Mm. Um, that's like bedrock. But then with that establishment, then it to be accessible sufficiently enough that different people around the UK, different backgrounds can come, enjoy and be introduced and immersed into this culture because for us, yeah, we want to be very loud and proud that Nigeria is cool, Nigeria has, has lovely things, you know what I mean, and by extension Africa as well. Um, we didn't think we could do justice to the whole of African cuisine and culture, we could just about do justice to Nigerian cuisine and culture. Big continent, bro. Uh, it's a big continent, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big country, like we're talking about, you know, I want to talk about the, country, uh, the continent as a whole, but country-wise, we're talking about 200 million odd people. Um, 300 different ethnic groups, 500 different languages. It's, it's, it's superly, super diverse, super vast, uh, eclectic. Um, and that's important, that eclecticism is important because at times, even from a diaspora perspective, um, the culture can be a little bit vacuum packed and we kind of wanted to unpack that a little bit and be like, yo, actually, uh, there's a bit more here. Um, let's dive in a little bit more. And then, as I said, for those who have minute or not too much of an understanding of it, let's give you a bit more breadth mm. than what you may, you know, may already just heard about or may hear about. It. Mm. So that kind of talks me, brings me nicely onto the plates because everyone talks about oh, tapas sharing plates. Like why? It's like because it allows us to do that diversity. Mm. Um, we get to explore different regions that generally go home, go to places that you know, are not where our parents are from, or our mum is from, or our grandparents are from. I get to learn a bit more uh, and then try to bring that back, uh, whether that be through the food, whether it be through the music, whether it be the art, whether it be through the kind of things that we share through our newsletters and you know, just cultural aspects. 
Um, and then the other thing is with like the share and place. It, if you haven't had the opportunity to try something before, I think the best way to try it is to get a sample of different things. Um, and so that was, that was what it was all about. Like, well, in one sitting, got not knowing anything about that Nigerian food or flavors, you can get a chance to try eight different flavors in one, in, in one sitting. Rather than if you came and just had like, you had to select one dish, then you're only ever gonna have really known about that, that one, one dish. Um, so that's where the kind of the share plates kind of concept came from. And as my sister and I were thinking about it a lot, it was like, okay, cool. Sharing plates in a really kind of like boisterous, warm, you know, vibrant atmosphere. It was like, okay, cool. There's this thing called tapas. You know, I'd actually lived in Spain before, and like, you know, it was like actually maybe that's the kind of concept we we're talking about here. Um, it's not a fusion. It was that we our only our only inspiration really is Nigerian food, mm. um, and then we're thinking about okay, how do we take those dishes? that we know, that we love, ones that we've found out about, discovered, uh, fallen in love with, and put that in a sharing plate concept mm. type of stuff. So the innovation, the creativity comes from, okay, cool, flavor, be authentic, but how do we now translate that into something which we can put on our menu in a, in a tapas format? And how critically also is that going to be something that when someone comes out on the table, we're going to like, oh, snap, like, that's cool. I'll just kick off with a couple of dishes. Uh, I'll spin it around because I can read it. Yeah, great. I know, know this off my head. <laughs> uh, so like the jollof quinoa, um, jollof, uh, one of the most celebrated West African dishes. Um, different countries have their own variants, but critically, different people, aunties, have their own variants, right? And I, I always love to kind of lead with this because, like, I got my mom who cooks it one way, yeah. or my auntie cooks it another way, yeah. and my girlfriend cooks it another way. Now, it's a lot of beef about the jollof. Let me let me, <laughs> let me let me be careful because I love them all and I love all of their jollofs, yeah. but it's all different. And so yeah. then when we came up with ours, like, okay, cool. We're gonna have our like, yeah. like, like. For me, it's not about cooking Nigerian jollof. It's about cooking jollof, which is for you, your household, how you mm. want to do it. You like lots of spice. You cook it with lots of spice. Some people like more salt. You cook. If you want it with a meat stock. Cook it. But I'm a vegan. Don't cook it with. It. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think you've got to. You know, there's all different types of rice that you can cook it with, right? Um, we decided to go completely different. Cook it with a completely different grain in quinoa. Yeah. Um, but we came cook it in a very similar way. Um, how we grew up, we're known about you know red onion, tomatoes, ginger, uh, red peppers make that into a lovely a lovely sauce and then you're steaming the the grain in this case quinoa for it um, we smoke as in in um, weddings parties nigerians there's you know, smoke smoky jollof rice is is uh, is the thing and so you know we have that kind of party party style um, jollof in uh, in our quinoa um, i jump onto the gussie bowl next uh, it's like one of the standout dishes on <clears throat> on our menu. By design, by design, it's a standout dish um, because 
one of the key pillars of Nigerian cuisine. I think it's fair to say that across the, a, lot, a lot of the different ethnic groups, I wouldn't say all, but you know, I'm not a historian here, but like across a lot of the ethnic groups is a soup or a stew. And when I say super soup, it's not thin soup, it's a you know, rich kind of stew soup, then which you're then dipping into it like uh, some sort of starch. Mm. Uh, which has been moulded into a, a large ball. Um, soups and swallows, that's what one of the kind of known ways of describing it. That's in English, obviously, whatever their ethnic language, they will have their own terminology of saying that. So that's so important, and there are so many different variants uh, of that. Mm. We really wanted to have that as a standout and Agusi in particular is the stew that my sister and I love, grew up with childhood favourite um, and then pounded yam is actually one of the favourite kind of starches, actually not my favourite. Okay. Uh, my favourite is uh, one called Eba, uh, which is actually Gary, which is grated cassava uh, granules, which you then make into dumplings. It's got a bit more of a bitter taste, and, but for me it's like, wow, yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, it's, not, it's my thing. But so then we took a goosey, and then again, the creativity now comes from like, how, how do we make this into like a tapa style? Mm. And, Typically, one person will have a big bowl of stew and a, and a bowl. Of, you know, I actually ate it last night at home like that. Um, it's not really going to work in a in a tapas restaurant sharing kind of setting. So then we had to kind of think about that. Um, there's another soup and swallow uh, dish called abula, um, which has a tricolor of of of, uh, of stews that you kind of mix in and that was a bit of an inspiration and kind of took that kind of tricolour aspect and reflected that on Agusi, take picked out the quintessential ingredients and separated them out and made them into their individual stews. Mm. Then took the the one starch ball and divided that by three so that it's something which very easily can become share, a shell. Now even though it was stand out by design um, didn't really appreciate the reception it would get. Okay. Um, it was the hardest dish to kind of get right, like conceptually, like throughout all our, you know, we were doing pop-ups for years and we never got an agussi dish. We tried it in different formats, bear in mind. Um, that really banged. Um, we worked really hard in the kind of 2019 period as we kind of, in the lead up to us getting this restaurant open in 2020 on something that would work for the restaurant and be at the same level of the other dishes as well. Um, Do you think yeah. there was such like an emotional connection to it with yourself and with your home and your heritage on that, on that particular thing? Like you said, you had it at home last night. It's something yeah. that really means a lot to you. So like that pinnacle in your mind, like you really wanted to give it justice kind of thing. Yeah, but even still, like I wanted to be, give it justice, but like I, I didn't expect it to be the number one seller on the, on the, in the house. Right. Because in particular, they, when you, I thought conceptually it was like maybe one of the harder dishes for people to kind of really wrap their mind around. Wrap their mind around, yeah. And it just like, like it just they embraced off. it. Yeah, just embraced it. Like it, it actually because of that emotional connection that I have and how oh, I said importance in terms of like 
culinary pillar soups and swallows have it warms my heart to see like all different people backgrounds of people just going like yeah i'm eating grissy i'm like yes you are <laughs> <laughs> you are like that welcome yeah, yeah. You know I mean? because like you know people go yeah yeah but yeah i can't add jollof or yeah i've had plantain yeah yeah cool like yeah i had some soup yeah, yeah cool you know you know meats was you know very seasoned spice but it's still meat but like to saying that you're quintessentially having that yeah. that for me is one of the key intro points to Nigerian cuisine and then from here I could give you another kind of super swallow concept yeah. or something like that yeah so bang on the money for that it's super gassed um uh this little one here um Sinasa Mian Taoshe um still don't know if I'm really saying it correctly because I don't have any Hausa <laughs> friends um so like Hausa Fulani is one of the largest ethnic groups in, in Nigeria um, um in they're based in the north uh, also do find them in, in Mali as well um, and another Mali or Cameroon no Mali Mali Cameroon to the east uh, as well and what was this 2018 yeah 2018 I went off to Nigeria and, and went up to the north uh, and just went on a trip I, I just want to discover this culture this cuisine a lot of the diaspora in the UK are from the south um, and that's really important just to kind of have that understanding because as a result the diaspora and, or the, the Nigerian culture is dominated by those ethnic groups who are who are you know uh, situated in, in the UK uh, yet there's this you know whole other other regions of their own uh, cuisine, story to tell. Story to tell, right? Like, and again, as I said, like, I'm never going to do justice to it all because I'm, st- I'm not, a stu- I'm not, you know, an expert on these things. I'm a student, so like, finding out about these, these like, these like rice pancakes and these sauces, I was like, there's another one actually called Massa, um, which I was trying to recreate. Couldn't, couldn't get a bang on the money, but this one came where and boom, like, it's there, and then you have like Nigerians been like. Oh, what's this? I know, I know, yeah, this is this is our food, man. You know what I mean? That, 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 no, 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 no. But that that's super. That's what I'm saying. We're unpacking the vacuum packed yeah. culture, like like just open our minds a little bit more about you know what we have. Uh, and I say that in the sense for my, even for myself, right? Like uh, I don't know anything, so that I'm so open to like hearing stories. I talk to my like my great auntie a lot, who is an educationist. And uh, she has stories for days to tell me, and it's super interesting because, like, obviously, you only heard, you only know what you know, right? And there's so much kind of history and knowledge um, to 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 be found out about. So that one's super cool. Um, then you got the various various meat dishes. Uh, I'm not sure where to pick, where to pick at. Mm, I'm going to talk about this, this, the two suya dishes. Uh, I talk about suya in general. Again, uh, it's a spice. It's a dish. So suya, you have like it's a peanuts, cloves, chili, cloves, chili, ginger. Um, so super rich like seasoning, um, which we usually marinate meats with and then grill on an open fire. So we take the same that same seasoning uh, and the dish that is the meat grilled on a over fire is called suya. So you okay. can have suya chicken, you can have suya beef, but when you just say suya, typically it's going to be beef. Uh, but you can have it with chicken, sometimes prawns. Um, so we take that same 
seasoning and the grill concept and made like meatballs, so still beef, but mince obviously, roll them, grill them, um, marinate them and then, and then grill them. And then similarly with the prawns, um, we pan fry the prawns, but then there's honey soya sauce, so it works. Uh, yeah, just happy that it works. And then this little, these little croquettes here, um, the ojojo, uh, which actually uh, aren't usually croquettes in Nigeria, they're more like fritters. Yeah. Um, it's a slightly different yam, so yam, huge many varieties. Um, in England, it's probably one of the easiest yams to get hold of is uh, Puna white yam. Um, and we use that already in, yeah, it gets used in Nigerian cuisine in different, in different ways. But the ojojo itself is typically used water yam. Now water yam, when you grate it, it's full of liquid. Um, and then you usually bind, use that liquid to bind the, the ojojo itself mm. and then fry it. So it's kind of, when, it, when you cook it, it's more like a fritter. Here we're going to make it more like a croquette with with um, kind of more pureed yam. So the water's but, like really starchy and then you use that to basically uh, like... Starchy, on the it's more like, I don't know what the phrase is, that kind of more gloopy, I don't know. It's okay. Kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you essentially... It, 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 and then encase it, and then like encase it almost kind of yeah, thing. But yeah, 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 yeah. So here we, 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 we roll it, yeah, we kind of puree the yam, mix yeah. it with the mackerel, roll it and then uh, well, toss it in the, in the, in the breadcrumbs. So yeah, but again, it's, it's said, <laughs> You know, we're not, we're, we're not saying that each dish is cooked exactly how it is. We're talking about flavours. Uh, and that's the most important thing, about the flavours, about the ingredients. You know, we don't use potatoes because potatoes isn't the main yeah. thing. We use yams, we use cassavas. You know, those root, those root vegetables that you know, are, are, you know, uh, the linchpins of, of yeah. Nigeria. It's taking people on a journey, food, right? Yeah. So you know we need to kind of stick true to those those dishes those those flavour profiles. Mm. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. And then the, the desserts is uh, so Nigerian cuisine is not big on sweet foods, so that we get the biggest opportunity to kind of play, taking some of the the key ingredients. We've got a yam brownie. Yam is like the king of Nigerian crops. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, many kind of importance traditionally in terms of demonstrating power, in terms of demonstrating wealth, okay. uh, demonstrating masculinity. Plantain, boom, it's the, this super lovely, super versatile. Um, we enjoy as primarily as ripe. Um, can use it green, but like whereas compared to like in South American cuisine, they as far as I know, tend to use it more in the green variant, mm -hmm. use it more in the in the yellow variant, but it's more ripe. And then chin chin, um, which we use for the base of our cheesecake, is essentially like our, our traditional biscuit sweet thing. So we use that as the, as the base of our cheesecake, which is super, it works really well. Right, that's it. I hope you enjoyed that snack from the full episode. If you could tell one other person about this podcast, or even use their phone to like, follow and share, it will be much appreciated. You can also go one step further and become a patron of this podcast via www.serviceplease.io. Any monthly contributions will help amplify the voices of the hospitality and wider food industry, enabling more people to understand the innovations and daily struggles 
of one of the most dynamic sectors and of course the tastiest.